Section 74 of Word Portraits of Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nemo. Word Portraits of Famous Writers. Edited by Mabel E. Watton. Thomas Moore, seventeen seventy nine to eighteen fifty two. From Lee Hunt's Autobiography. Moore's forehead was bony and full of character, with bumps of wit, large and radiant enough to transport our phrenologists. Stern had such another. His eyes were as dark and fine as you would wish to see under a set of vine leaves, his mouth generous and good humoured with dimples, and his manner was as bright as his talk, full of the wish to please and be pleased. He sang and played with great taste on the pianoforte, as might be supposed from his musical compositions. His voice, which was a little hoarse in speaking, at least I used to think so, softened into a breath, like that of a flute when singing. In speaking he was emphatic, in rolling the letter r perhaps out of a despair of being able to get rid of the national peculiarity from s c hall's memories of great men his eyes sparkle like a champagne bubble there is a kind of wintry red of the tinge of an october leaf that seems enameled on his cheek his lips are delicately cut slight and changeable as an aspen the slightly turned nose confirms the fun of the expression, and altogether it is a face that sparkles, beams, and radiates. The light that surrounds him is all from within. 1835 From S. C. Hall's Retrospect of a Long Life I recall him at this moment, his small form, an intellectual face, rich in expression and that expression the sweetest the most gentle and the kindliest he had still in age the same bright and clear eye the same gracious smile the same suave and winning manner i had noticed as the attributes of what might in comparison be styled his youth i have stated i knew him as long ago as eighteen twenty one a forehead not remarkably broad or high but singularly impressive firm and full with the organs of music and gaiety large, and those of benevolence and veneration greatly preponderating. The nose, as observed in all his portraits, was somewhat upturned. Standing or sitting, his head was invariably upraised, owing, perhaps, mainly to his shortness of stature. He had so much bodily activity as to give him the attribute of restlessness, and no doubt that usual accompaniment of genius was eminently a characteristic of his. His hair was, at the time I speak of, thin and very gray, and he wore his hat with a jaunty air that has been often remarked as a peculiarity of the Irish. In dress, although far from slovenly, he was by no means precise. He had but little voice, yet he sang with a depth of sweetness that charmed all hearers. It was true melody and told upon the heart as well as the ear. 
no doubt much of this charm was derived from association for it was only his own melodies he sang eighteen forty five end of section seventy four